0: Welcome everyone to the First Presbyterian Church podcast. We are First Presbyterian in Elizabethtown, Kentucky, and we are glad that you are here listening with us and we'd love to hear from you. Um, We hope that your day will be blessed and may the peace of Christ be with you. We're going to look a little bit at the rest of Jeremiah 33. So if you want to crack open your pew Bibles back to 965, you may want to do that. It won't be up on the screens. Today, we light the candle of hope. The Advent wreath, by the way, is not an not ancient Christian tradition. It's relatively modern, dating back to the 1800s. But still, hope... Peace, joy, and love, the values we ascribe and lift up uh, because of the wreath, those are values, right, that are core and central to our tradition. Today, we are in Jeremiah, the prophet Jeremiah. We heard just now a lovely vision, right, The time is coming, says the Lord, when I will fulfill my gracious promise. I will raise up a righteous branch. Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. It's a wonderful promise and a wonderful scene, a wonderful sense of hope, isn't it? Now, if we were to go back to Jeremiah 32, and we're not going to go back that far, but I'll just tell you what's happening around Jeremiah in this time. Chapter 33 begins with this note. While he was still confined to the prison quarters, Jeremiah is in prison. And verse 4 This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, proclaims about the houses of this city and the palaces of the kings of Judah that were torn down to defend against the siege ramps and weapons of the invading Babylonians. They will be filled with the corpses of those slain in my fierce anger. There are siege ramps and there are corpses, not really the kind of cause for hope, right, that we would think. Jeremiah is in prison. He is in Jerusalem, which is under siege from the Babylonians. So he's talking about the siege ramps and the weapons that they tried to use. And so to defend themselves, they tore down houses and palaces. I hope none of us have ever lived under a siege, but from what I understand from historical sources of sieges throughout wars, even in our last century, it is a terrible experience to have uh, a force against you preventing right-needed resources coming in. Jeremiah is in a city under siege and in prison. They are not yet, though, at the worst point. Things are going to get worse for Judah and Jerusalem. The Babylonians who are sieging the city eventually will succeed. The temple will be burned. The people will be taken into exile. And yet, and yet, the Lord says, this place that is a wasteland without humans or animals. Yet, yet in this ravaged place, the sounds of joy and laughter and the voices of the bride and the bridegroom will again be heard. I don't know how to sit exactly with God in this text because God says I hid my face from the people of the city because of all their evil deeds but now I will heal and mend them. So in this chapter Jeremiah 33 we are hearing both the suffering of the people of Jeremiah and the Israelites and also somehow somehow there is hope and God's promise. How how do we understand God in our suffering? The Israelites understood the suffering as being punishment from God. That's not necessarily how I like to think about God now that God punishes us, but, but... Maybe there is something to this view that they have of God, that God is bigger and stronger. And even though it seems like the Babylonians are in charge, no, actually God is in charge. And so somehow, some way out of the mess of their despair and their destruction, God is also holding them. And what we hear is that what we think is impossible, what they think is impossible, is not impossible. We, too, are surrounded in our world today, maybe not here at home, but we hear of destruction and despair. And maybe in our own lives, we think we've hit a low point. We've got... People in our families we're fighting with or struggling to connect with, people with health scares, cancer diagnoses, mental health struggles, people who lose their jobs, who struggle. We struggle too. And we wonder about God. Did God cause this? Am I being punished? And, well, I don't know if we have an answer to that so much. Maybe, but maybe not. Maybe things just happen, and God is holding us in all of it. God is the possibility that things can get better, that things might get better, and they do. One of the uh, scholars that I listened to, um, she's actually Jewish, was talking about this text this week and she really struggled with it in the same way that you might hear me kind of struggling with it right now, this destruction and hope. And she says that if we take those verses that I read earlier from the screen earlier, if we take them by themselves, it could be a naive hope. She says instead we're called to hold suffering and our hope together. That if we, take, we lean too much on hope, we erase our suffering and other people's suffering. We flatten it out. But if we lean too much on the suffering, we fall into despair from which we cannot get out of. I found that image to be really compelling and moving, right? How is it that we hold together the reality of suffering, which is very real, And hope. The slim possibility that a shoot can come from a dead stump. That a little glimmer of light can shine in the dark like that first firefly at night. So how do we hold those things together? Well, I don't know that I have an answer today, but I wonder how we could look for that in our lives. How can we both respect and grieve and mourn what is painful and what is destructive, what causes us and the world despair, and also not stay there, but to grab onto that little slimmer glimmer of hope. We talked in our invitation to worship about looking for hope and how hope bubbles to the surface we heard Anne say, keep awake. God's glory is spilling over right at the edge of all we know. So we are in Advent today. Today's the first Sunday of Advent. Advent is short this year, by the way, because uh, December 24th is a Sunday. That's Christmas Eve, right? Advent traditionally is a time to come to God, to focus on our faith, to practice and prepare. It's a time to get our hearts ready. The world right now is moving at breakneck speed and hoping that we will buy all the stuff that there ever was. And I love supporting nonprofits, but this past Giving Tuesday, it was like, give to every nonprofit that ever was. Again, a wonderful thing. But just there's so much happening right now, right? How can we find a little space, a little time, a little glimmer that shoots coming out of the stump in our own lives of hope, of focusing on God's love and what really matters? We have a devotional out there. It's called A Less is More Christmas. It might inspire you in some ways and guide that journey. You can grab a book, too read with your loved ones. Adults, by the way, did you know that children's books are really lovely and you can read them too? Okay, if you want to know my favorites, I didn't mark them, you know, because I didn't want to induce a panic of getting Chelsea's favorite books. Okay, I'm just kidding. Nobody cares what my favorite books are, right? But if you are that rare person who does want to know, I can tell you. Um, and they're all they're all really lovely. And, you know, that makes me think of something. When we take time for that story, for being like a child, that is a way to hold on to hope. Children, I think, are our teachers here in this. They tell you when they are in pain, but they also don't stay there. Once the pain is heard and is witnessed, they are able to move and to stay in hope. Us, too, maybe that's a clue. We can witness our own pain, the pain of the world, and also move to hope. Mr. Rogers said, look for the helpers. So look for the helpers. Look for the hope and the glimmers, the little shoots, the little things bubbling up, because they are all around. Look and listen and feel. Open your heart. respond. We'll be hearing today too from another wonderful nonprofit um, that is worthy of our support, they all are, but um, Lauren Bishop is from Butterfly Farms and in this season we're filling the manger. There's a little graphic in your bulletin with some things that they're looking for, toiletries, a variety of toiletries, Socks and underwear, some other stuff, games, journals, uh, new socks and underwear, please. We don't want the used stuff. Um, But we have our manger out there in the lobby, and so we will fill the manger like we are gifting to the Christ child. That is one way, right, that we can be hope, hold hope and respond to suffering and despair and pain. So, I invite Lauren up now to tell us a little bit about Butterfly Farms and the mission that we'll be supporting.
1: Thank you. Let me get my notes the right way. Hello, everyone. My name is Lauren Bishop. As she said, I'm founder and CEO of Butterfly Farms. Um, we are a new nonprofit here in Kentucky. Uh, I started this early February of 2023. Um, I'm a believer and follower of Jesus, a wife, a mom, a nurse, a photographer, and a missionary. But God caused me to be more. And in 2022, um, while praying through my identity, He said, You are a rescuer of women. I want to share with you this calling today and the vision that God placed for a village for these women. Butterfly Farms Incorporated was founded earlier and we are a gospel-centered 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to empowering women survivors of domestic violence and human trafficking by providing safe housing and an atmosphere for healing. Human trafficking is modern-day slavery and it's at its highest it's ever been. In 1867, when slavery was abolished, there were only 20 there were, only, there were 27 million slaves at that time. Today, there are 40.3 million slaves. Sex trafficking is a $150 billion industry, and the U.S. is paying top dollar. There are 195 nations in the world, and the United States ranks number six among the highest for human trafficking. It's the children being kidnapped. It's our friends doing our nails at or at the massage parlor, it's the addict having to meet that craving, it's the mom next door with no other option to care for her family, it's the woman who may think it's just domestic violence but it's so much more. God is calling us and urging us to help his children and when God calls you, you don't hesitate. In Mark 2, 1 through 12, it shares of a story of Jesus, four men, and a paralytic. And I hope that you're ready to be inspired and a little uncomfortable today because God is moving. First, we start with this story off with Jesus being present. Things happen when Jesus is in the room and in our home. Miracles happen. People are changed. The darkness turns to light. I've experienced some great darkness in my life, but God has called us to be more, and God has showed us greater light. We can get so caught up in the darkness of the world, but when Jesus is present, everything changes. When Jesus is speaking the the word, people come. When Jesus is present, the people will be abundant. Second, we have these four men who believe in the healing power of Jesus, and they see a problem that needs to be fixed. In 2020, I had my first human trafficking victim while working as a forensic nurse in the emergency department. After 24 hours in in the ER, the FBI finally found placement for her, To finally start her placement or her healing. 2020 became the first year where I started to learn all that I could about human trafficking, and that it's not just the abductions to go overseas. It's happening to our neighbors in our backyard and in our community. And that's why the umbrella is so broad here at Butterfly Farms because maybe, just maybe, when she's safe, she can start to uncover all the darkness that was and start to see the light. God showed me these missing pieces in our system. A huge missing piece was for women for safety and support. The passion to help start um, this ministry was started in 2020, but really came to fruition when I walked through the doors at Thistle Farms Cafe in Nashville earlier this year. Our system, our community is failing these women, and it's time for a change. Third, there's these four men that they knew they had to get this man to Jesus. They couldn't do it alone, and they knew the paralytic couldn't do it, so they relied on each other for strength and support. They don't judge the paralytic, but they know that Jesus and only Jesus can heal. I took the first step into starting Butterfly Farms, and that first time I struggled to find three board members to even start the nonprofit, but now today, ten months later, there's eight on on the board and even more who are wanting to help behind us. We cannot do this alone. We experience obstacles, so many obstacles, at every single turn. And we need help in carrying the mat and getting these women to Jesus. And it may take some breaking in roofs to get them there. Fourth, there was this paralytic who had to choose to get up and walk. And this might be our hardest part. We can educate our community and support these survivors every day, but in the end, it's their choice whether they get up and walk. It takes an average of seven to eight times for a victim to leave the abusive situation and to not come back. Our model recognizes that and allows for grace. And we will support, equip, and empower every step of the way, each time, but the real change happens when she decides to make it happen. Butterfly Farms is filling in the gaps. Our first phase is to provide a residential program for up to 90 days to get them into long-term care. That's the most needed step in our state right now, and so that's our first step. Have I stepped on your toes, or are you ready to break open some roofs with me? If you're ready to get up and walk, come and talk to me, and let's get you some support. If you're ready to carry the mat and break open the roofs, here are just a couple ways to help. Prayer. Sport, spiritual warfare is like no other. Since the very first day I just said yes, um, something has been happening in our lives ever since. And so um, the prayer is the biggest need right now because this is such a dark ministry, but we know that there is light. Uh, Monetary donations, um, for our residential program, it will cost about $4,000 a month, but that doesn't even include salaries. Um, That's just to get our doors open and to start providing care. Supply donations, which you all have graciously already said yes to. Networking, maybe you know someone who needs our help, connect us. Maybe you know someone who already has a passion for this. Get them in contact with me. We'll, we'll sit down, talk, have coffee, we'll start the fight together. Share our events. Our next event is um, January is Human Trafficking Awareness Month. We're having a month-long walk-a-thon. You commit to 40.3 miles for the 40.3 million slaves in the world. Um, follow us on Facebook for our ongoing events. God is moving in mighty ways, and will you join me in the fight? Thank you all for letting me share today and for providing your light each and every day in your lives.
2: This is my wish, my wish for the world. That peace will find its way to everybody and girl. This is the time, the time for harmony. Let love be the song that everybody sings. Fill the air with joyful noise, ring the bells and raise your voice. Let there be peace on earth. Let there be peace on earth. Give to light and let it shine, 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 shine. Let every voice be heard. Let there be peace on earth. I hear the sweetest sound. The sound of hope to come Together we could bring Goodwill to everyone Let it start with you And let it start with me Let every nation rise And sing this melody Fill the air with joyful noise Ring the bell Shine. Let there be peace on earth, let there be peace on earth, give to light and let it shine, 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 let every voice be heard, let there be peace on earth, oh, oh, be peace on earth. oh 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 Let it shine, 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 let every voice be heard, let there be peace
3: on earth.
0: God of Revelation, uncover in us the expectation to serve, reveal in us a spirit of compassion, let loose in us the desire to give back of our time, our treasure, and our talent. May we work in this Advent season, looking forward to the coming of hope and joy in our time and in our place. Amen. You may be seated. Throughout Advent, we'll be celebrating communion each Sunday as a way to look for that hope and love and joy and peace. All are welcome at this table. It is not my table or a Presbyterian table, but a table of Christ. And so it is for everyone. All who are invited, if you feel like you have much faith... If you would like to have more faith, if you have been here often or not for a while or this is your first time, you who have tried to follow Jesus and all of us who have failed, come for it is Christ who invites us here. We celebrate the life that Jesus has shared among his community through the centuries and shares one with us now let us pray blessed are you lord god creator of the universe god of abraham of isaac and of israel god of all nations and of all of us you love us dearly and have nurtured us and prepared all things for us every time we have broken the covenant you have held us still you offer us grace always at all times and in our brokenness, you sent a savior to redeem our fallen world, to release us from our idols, to bring us back into balance and to make us whole. God of love and justice, you care about our every days as much as our big moments. You speak into every corner of the land and every hour of the day. We give you thanks and we praise you for your steadfast love endures forever, even when our own love is not steadfast. In the places we call God forsaken, you are there. In the lost coastlands and the new deserts and slums and in refugee camps, in all the broken places of the world, you are there. God, would your justice spring up? And would your courage spring up in us that we would face those days with honesty and open minds? Help us to create a future with hope. When we sing for you to come, Emmanuel, when we long for the inbreaking of your kingdom, when we pray for light to shine in the shadows, make us ready for you to answer in the hospital wards and the homeless shelters behind closed doors where no one can see where people suffer and grieve where people are hurt where people seek for help and too often get only a shallow response we pray that your hope would be real Not the kind of hope that glosses over reality, not the kind of hope that gives up ground to make way for despair, but real and rooted hope. Real and rooted hope that refuses to let go of us. Oh God, your creation groans, so remind us that your promise is not easy answers but that you will be with us, Emmanuel, that you dwell among us and call us beloved and give yourself for the life of the world. God, through your goodness, we offer this bread and this cup which earth has given and human hands have made. May we know your presence in the sharing of this bread so that we may know your touch in all bread, all matter. Hear us, O Christ, and breathe your spirit upon us and upon this bread and cup. May they become for us your body, vibrant with your life, healing, renewing, and making us whole. In this is our hope, that you are with us always, even when it feels like the end. And so we are bold to pray in the holy name of the incarnate word, Jesus the Christ, who taught us to pray. The power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. On the last night with his disciples, Jesus sat at table. And he took the bread, he gave thanks to God. And he offered it to the disciples saying, take, eat. This is my body broken for you. Do this To remember me. And in the same way he took the cup. He poured it out for them. He said, this cup is the new covenant. Sealed in my blood. Shed for you, for many, for all. For the forgiveness of sins. Drink and remember so often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the saving death of our Lord Jesus until he comes again. These are the gifts of God for all the people of God. In just a few minutes, the music will start, and you are invited to come forward to receive the communion elements. If you're unable to come forward at this time, that's okay. An elder or I will come and meet you after the lines have come through. The red is grape juice. The white is wine. The bread is gluten-free. And please take your glass cup back to your seat. There's little holes in the pew racks where you can put, uh, put those cups Again, all are welcome, and if you're worshiping online, you're welcome to partake with us. So come, friends, for all is ready.
2: What kind of king will leave this in heaven to make the self his home? When men seek fame and great renown, in loneliness our king comes down. Jesus, Jesus, where she's arrived. Jesus, Jesus, precious one, a mantle thrown for God's own son. Then after the sound of angels' praise, to come for me with unkind noise, and no Jesus, Jesus, precious around, how hey, we thank you God, you've come. Go. Jesus, Jesus, precious around, I a mean, to go for that I'm so. kind of angels, to make the silver storm and unseeking and driving down in holiness our king comes down Jesus, Jesus, precious one how I thank you, that you come Jesus, Jesus, precious one amen Above. My head is all down, my head is all for of What kind of king down in to make the soul When sick and God renown, in loneliness our can comes down. Jesus, Jesus, precious one, how we thank you that you've come. Jesus, Jesus, precious one, a angel down for God's dead of sin. the sound of the angels' praise to come from him, with the mighty and because pain is got the snows The power of nations Is the light to us Jesus, Jesus, precious one How we thank you that you know Jesus, Jesus, precious one A manger down My heart is upon for God, for God's sake.
0: Let us pray. Loving God, you have met us here. And even as we wait for the fulfillment of your creation, you meet us in Christ at this table in this meal. We thank you for feeding us with the bread of life and quenching our thirst with the cup of salvation. Now send us out into the world by the power of your Holy Spirit to share your life and hope with all whom we meet. Amen. As you are able, stand in body or spirit as we sing, Come, come, thou long-expected Jesus. been doing this fall, I invite you to turn to someone near you or just to yourself. And yes, I know it's awkward, but breathe it in and let it be a blessing. Offer someone else this blessing on the screen. You are a person of hope. You are a blessing. You indeed are people of hope. Each of you are a blessing. We may not know exactly what is to come, but we do know this. The days are surely coming when God's vision will become reality. Hold fast to this hope even now, even here, even with everything going on all around. And as you go, may the love of God, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the fellowship, friendship, and power of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forever. Alleluia. Amen.